Hello everyone, and uh, wo- uh, welcome once again to the Christian Bible Study Ministry Podcast. I hope that uh, this uh, program finds you all uh, blessed, and uh, I pray that even if you don't feel blessed, and I pray that the Lord will show you that you are blessed. Uh, I know things are kind of rough in this world today, and uh I just hope that you realize that the Lord has your needs in in his mind and he knows what you need and he's going to give them to you. So, um, today, uh, I have been, uh, thinking about, uh, uh, kind of a funny, well, uh, the story is kind of funny, you know, when you get into it. Um, it's the story of Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus is, is, you know, he is kind of a funny, uh, story, and, uh, there's a lot of people who are, are like Zacchaeus, um, for different, you know, and their reasons, you know, kind of vary depending on the person, um, so, we will be looking at, uh, Luke chapter 19, uh, verses 1 through 10, and, uh, so if you have your Bible, you just turn it to that. Uh, Zacchaeus is again this person who was not looked highly. Uh, he was not looked at very uh, highly. And, uh, there are people, you know, there are people who society might look down on. You know that the church might look down on even for various reasons uh, they are despised and not thought well of uh, these people are like Zacchaeus the Bible tells us Zacchaeus was a short man uh, he was a tax collector who cheated people this is why he was not looked highly on a uh, uh, highly uh, he was not looked upon with a very good regard people didn't like him and uh so what significance could a short, corrupt tax collector have for Christ? Again, turn to Luke chapter 19, verses 1 through 10, where we will now begin reading. Uh, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed the sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. And this is the, you know, it's the part of the story that, where it's, you know, the beginning of the story is, as I said, it's, it's kind of funny, or it starts to get kind of funny, but it's also, of course, a very serious story at the same time. You know, uh, so here we have a short man who wanted to see Jesus. You know, all these people, he was shorter than everybody else around him, so he wanted to get a good view of Jesus Christ as Jesus was coming through. And so he decided to climb a sycamore tree. And I went and looked this up, you know, and uh, a sycamore tree can grow to over 65 feet. So it's a pretty sizable tree, you know, and I don't think that he... uh, I don't think that he climbed that high, but I mean, that it shows you an idea as to how big the tree may have been. And uh, 
So you could say he wound up with a pretty good view of Christ. This short man climbed all the way up a tree just so he could see Christ. He went through all that trouble so he could see Christ. And uh, it has dawned on me today while thinking about this that uh, this is what happens to us when God shows us who Christ is. When God shows us who Christ is, we see him with full knowledge when we are invited to be saved. In other words, we have sufficient truth to be able to know Christ. Like Zacchaeus, our not you know, our knowledge is lifted up just like he was in the tree. You know, our knowledge, you know, ourselves we of ourselves are our stature is far too insufficient in order to know Christ. So when uh, the Holy Spirit draws us to salvation. It's like we are, we have become like Zacchaeus. We have been lifted up into the full light, you know, into the full light of God's truth. And so we have been put at the, you know, we've been put on a, a, a sycamore tree, just like Zacchaeus was. And we have a full view of Jesus Christ as far as, the, the, the truth that we need to be saved. That's a very powerful uh, a comparison, and it's a, it's a very true one. And uh, verse 5, So when Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and he said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. Verse 6, So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. And the, the one of the thing you know one of the things that comes into my mind is is the price is right you know where Rod Roddy used to say come on down so this you know Jesus tells Zacchaeus come on down come down from there you know Jesus wanted to get to know Jesus wanted to know Zacchaeus and uh, this is for uh, for us this is when it's when Jesus knocks on somebody's heart. You know, today is the day of salvation. That is what Jesus is telling us here. He said, come on, let's go. You know, he wanted to know, he wanted to interact with Zacchaeus. He wanted to have, he wanted to have fellowship with Zacchaeus. He did not see Zacchaeus as a filthy uh, or corrupt tax collector. He wanted to know him as a friend. The other people did not. They looked at Zacchaeus like, "Oh, we don't want anything to do with him. He's a he's corrupt. He's a sinner. You know, he's beneath us." And uh, all the people at verse seven, all the people saw this and, and they began to mutter, "He has gone to be the guest of a sinner." And um, do you ever, you know, do you ever feel like your past is being brought up against you? You know, Satan brings it up against us to bring us down you know he reminds us of things we've done all the people you know all the people looked at Zacchaeus and turned their noses up at him because he had been cheating people on their taxes you know he stole from people he stole from his own people I'm assuming he was you know he was probably a Jew and uh, he uh, stole from his own people so they did not like him at all, period. They did not like him. They looked at Zacchaeus, as I said, as, as a sinner, a filthy sinner. They had no fellowship with him. 
and uh, but God looked at Zacchaeus with a desire to show mercy. God has every God have he he would have every right to look at all of us and say that we're filthy and rotten and not want to have anything to do with us. But that's not the character of Christ. Christ wants to show all of us mercy. He gives us an invitation for him to show mercy when the Holy Spirit draws us to salvation. He wants to show mercy to people. He wants to show mercy. And that is what he did to Zacchaeus. Verse 8. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus sees here that Zacchaeus has accepted him. Zacchaeus has accepted Christ, and it is evident that he has accepted him because his character is totally changed here. He says, he is, he is saying that his possessions are no longer as important to him. He says, I give half of it to the poor. And if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. You know, it's, um, he had cheated people and he wanted to make it right. More than right, I guess, you know. He gave them, he says, I'll give them back four times the amount. And I can imagine people were probably looking at him like, what is he saying? Because they didn't expect that, you know. But that's the power of the, you know, of getting to know Christ. He works in us to do, to do these things to make us more Christ-like. We will have a desire to want to make things right with people. And people will see that. They will see that part of Christ in us. Zacchaeus was a changed man. He was a very changed man. And uh, verse 9, Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. Verse 10, For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. You know, most definitely when uh, Zacchaeus accepted Christ, it's like he was a son of Abraham. He was adopted into the family of Abraham because of his faith in Christ. Um, Zacchaeus, like I've said several times here, he was a man who was not well liked by society at all. They looked at him as just like he was worthless, you know. But Jesus came to save the worthless, the lost. He looks for the lost and wants to save them. He wants to save you if you are lost. If you're listening to this right now, and if Jesus Christ is not your Savior, if he is not in your life, he is wanting to save you from being lost. He wants to show you mercy for you know for all your sins that you've ever committed. He wants to show you the love of God that... Um, that he demonstrated by dying on the cross and paying for all of your sins. And people, I tell you, this is totally a supernatural thing. 
Jesus Christ is supernatural, you will have a supernatural and you know and spiritual birth when you accept the Holy Spirit into your life. When you acknowledge Jesus Christ as your Savior, that is the only way that you can truly live. The Holy Spirit is so very, 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 very real, my friends. And you never know it. He could be knocking on your door right now. He could be knocking on your door right now at this very moment. And I urge you, I beg you, if you feel the urging of the Holy Spirit to accept Christ, today is the day of salvation. You are not guaranteed another chance. You are not guaranteed tomorrow. You're not even guaranteed another breath. If he is offering you that chance for salvation, then you need to take it now. I can tell you this. May 8th, 1999, all of a sudden, out of the blue, I will tell you that, and I can tell you this. I was a person who had, you know, I never wanted to go to church. I never had a strong desire for things of the church, I, I guess you could say, you know. I mean, but May 8th, 1999, that day, my life changed forever. You know, and I can remember it very clearly to this day. It's been almost 22 years ago. I can tell you this. I was at home by myself. You know, my, my dad was at work. You know, and uh, my mom, she was off to the grocery store. And uh, I can very clear, very clearly remember I had something to drink, you know, maybe something to eat. And uh, just right as I sat down on the couch, all of a sudden, this strange urge come over me to turn it to the, one of the church channels. And uh, this had never before happened to me, you know. Uh, Never before in my life had I had this urge. And uh, so I turned it, you know, I turned on the uh, channel. And uh, I don't know who the preacher was, you know, but I do remember what he was talking about. You know, the message that he was given is um, people will get, conf you, know, you know, the devil will have people uh, cross, you know, he will have them mixed up on where they're going when they die. You know, it was like uh, he'll have Christians thinking they're going to hell, and he'll he'll have uh, lost people thinking they're going to heaven. And within that thirty minutes of listening to that preacher, I can tell you this: the Holy Spirit. I could feel the absolute power and presence of the Holy Spirit like I have never, ever, ever felt before in my life. Basically, from my head to my toe, I felt. Jesus Christ I felt the call to salvation to Jesus Christ and I wound up being on my knees you know I was crying like a little baby you know at the age of 15 and a half years old that is power you know I acknowledge you know I didn't fully understand I mean I understood enough to know what was happening and I just yielded. I said, Lord, I yield my life to you. And I knew from that moment on that I was regenerated and that I was saved. I chose to live in the light. 
I chose to accept Jesus Christ as my Savior. And it, it, it is a totally supernatural thing. You live by faith. You live by your faith in Jesus Christ, which is given to you when you yield to the Holy Spirit. So, I can tell you that yes, the Holy Spirit is real. Jesus Christ is real, people. And he wants to know you. He wants to save you. You will be without excuse if you reject Jesus Christ. There is no other way. And uh, I want to pray right now. Father, I hope that if there's anyone listening to this, uh, that if they are not saved or if they know someone who is not saved, and I pray that, Lord, the people in question, I pray that uh, your spirit would work on them and draw them to salvation. I pray that they could be like Zacchaeus, you know, who who is not sufficient. You know, you take which is insufficient and you use your spirit to draw people to salvation and they are made whole and sufficient through your blood through the blood of Jesus Christ they are made sufficient I hope that people will yield to Jesus Christ as their savior Lord you died and you rose from the dead you came to this earth as a man and as God and you came to save us from all of our sins and it's in Jesus Christ's name I pray this amen and folks I pray that uh, this program has been a blessing to you all and I hope that uh, the next one will be as well and uh, until next time people so long